Welcome to the Life of a Global Desi. A podcast that connects like-minded desis all over the globe by conforming to stereotypes and breaking them. Introducing Life of a Global Desi interviews. Yes, we bring to you our conversations with remarkable global desis who are doing some truly cool things in life. The idea is to bring fresh perspectives, add diverse voices, and expand the global desi community. On to our episode now. Hello everyone. Today's guest is Pallavi, a 22-year-old from Jaipur, India, who's a recent graduate from the University of Minnesota. Pallavi is passionate about the South Asian community and the unique situations that it faces. She is the creator and host of the Caffeinated Brown Girl podcast to showcase these South Asian stories and her own experience as an international student and now a working gal in the US. We're so excited to have a fellow podcaster who's also Desi and it was so refreshing to hear someone so young share so much wisdom. On to the episode now. Hello everyone. I'm Archana and this is Aarti. Great. And we have someone really special today with us who's also a fellow Desi podcaster. Woohoo. So, quick context. Yeah, quick. Hey. When I first started listening to podcasts, um I do have to tell you there were really few and far in between Desi voices and I feel like even in the past one year there've just been so many more Indian subcontinent voices and I feel so happy to hear a fellow Desi podcaster and to have one on our podcast today. So everyone please welcome Pallavi Janyani. Hi Pallavi. Hi. Hey. Hi. Thank you for having me. So for our listeners to get to know Pallavi better and also for us to get to know you better Pallavi um we have an icebreaker for you. So okay. Um are you ready? <laughs> yep. Okay. So here goes. Um if you had to delete all but three apps from your smartphone, which ones would you keep and why? Oh my god. Okay. So <laughs> I think okay, I would definitely keep TikTok. If you asked me like um 3 months ago, I would say I would have never downloaded TikTok. But <laughs> now, you know, since quarantine happened, I, so I used to dance a lot. And so since I've been watching TikTok videos, I'm like, okay, this is entertaining and I've been doing those dances and it's just so addictive the amount of content that's there that I can't just let go of it. So that'd be one. Um probably Instagram. Uh cuz like that's how I'm connecting with the world. Um and then the third one is that's a tough one cuz I don't have like a certain app that I'd like to keep but maybe something like messenger because I don't want to keep whatsapp I don't want all <laughs> noise coming in with something like messenger <laughs> that's like more streamlined I would keep that so wow that's awesome as soon as we as soon as I heard tiktok I could totally 
like I'm sure everyone could guess your age because TikTok is such a millennial or even like Gen Z, Gen Z app, thing. right? Yeah. I don't have TikTok. I don't have TikTok full either. And so it's so exciting <laughs> to have you on the show, Pallavi, because I feel like I suddenly feel my age. Uh, both Arshana and I are much older, so yes, yeah. <laughs> But it's exciting to interact with young people and young people doing cool stuff like starting their own podcasts. Um, so we're so excited to have you. Uh, let's get to know you a little bit better. So, uh, what identities do you strongly associate with, um, and what do you feel define you in certain ways? Um, it could be anything that you know from mm-hmm. your early influences growing up, or books, or people, or gender, or anything that you strongly associate with. Okay, so I think I. figured out what my identity is when I actually came from india to here because when you kind of move spaces you realize you know like what are the parts of you that really matter and things like that and so i've been reflecting on this for the past 4 years in a sense and i think something that's really really important to me is being indian which i wouldn't have thought of when i was like growing up there because growing up there it was such like cuz like you could classify me as like in the upper middle class family like that's where i grew up so there's a lot of like western influence it's like okay you have to read english books english music movies anything indian is like you it's bad or like i don't want to dress up in indian clothes things like that i literally used to say i'm never going to wear a sari in my life like you know i used to say that but then when i came here I just started realizing how important that was to me and you know it's how like people say when you're away from something is when you realize the importance of it that's kind of what happened with me and I really got heavily involved with the Indian community here but that's something um that's definitely big but within that too um like getting a little narrower so I'm Sindhi and I growing up I didn't pay a lot of attention to that part of me but there's a lot of history attached to being sindhi with my all my grandparents having to migrate from what is now pakistan to rajasthan which is where we are now and you know there's a lot that goes there so still learning about it i can't speak the language i can only understand it <laughs> um but i think as i said i'm just discovering those parts that are important to me and still figuring it out Uh, I think that is so true, and I could totally resonate with big chunks of what you were saying. Just around how, as you get older, you start to find more ground, grounding in some of these identities that maybe as when we were younger we would actually want to push away. But um, I I feel the same way. Um, getting older, I f- I feel more and more uh, stronger in these identities that um, maybe I wasn't too uh, comfortable with growing up for some weird reason. what makes you feel inspired and close to your best self i think it's the people around me and that may be like a cliche answer but i've grown up with a lot of people that have you know done amazing things on their own so whether that's my grandpa or whether that's my brother like starting their own businesses and bringing it up to a big level or whether it's my friends over here who are 
you know inspiring me to do things for instance um so when i came here as i said i became aware of my indian identity and i really wanted to get involved uh, with the indian community here so i ran for like one of the positions on the indian student associations board and then i was selected um my first year especially and moving forward even when i served as co-president this past year i was getting inspired like by my peers like cuz you get to think of things that you by yourself may not have thought of and especially when it comes to culture like indian culture is not just one thing right so getting those different perspectives getting those new ideas i think that's always important so while i do read books and while i do look up to you know influencers or whatever that is i think it's the people closest to me who are willing to challenge me and also kind of you know in a raw sense just tell me how it is other ones who inspire me the most that's fantastic it's interesting how you also put um you know influencers but also the people closest to you and i feel like uh, in this age of social media more so than before i think um, growing up in this generation we do look up to so many people on social media and and some you know some of them really inspiring from what they've made uh, made of their life but um, but i feel like the a majority of the people who are in and around us maybe our family and friends do end up having um, you know a lot of the influence while we are growing up so that's that's really awesome and you know just even when i look back the past 5 10 years even in the in the past and even today to a large extent a majority of indian students or students from the subcontinent who pursue their um studies abroad were typically students who would be pursuing say a masters or an mba or a postgraduate degree in the united states right for many reasons um i'm curious to hear why you decided to pursue your undergraduate studies in the us which uh, which isn't as common as you would you would think and um and and how did you go about deciding what you wanted to study for your undergrad major mhm i think that's a good question because a lot of people ask me that so i'm assuming a lot of people are curious so mm-hmm. uh, my i guess my decision was made by my older brother because or inspired by him he's 10 years older than me so you know we grew up in different times and he uh, moved out of our house when he was 16 he went to live in bombay like with my aunt and he did like his junior college there and then he got really open he opened up into the world and was like okay maybe the us is somewhere i can go kind of figure out what i like and study so he was the first person in like you know my small family to do that and so he eventually came back to india cuz he wanted to start his own business and it's just easier to do that mm-hmm. with what he wanted to do um but just seeing the change that coming here made in him is what was the first step but obviously that isn't enough to just be like okay i have to go there you have to look at finances you have to look at feasibility things like that so when i was thinking about what i want to do in college i was lost and i'm sure a lot of people are um but i was really lost um i've been lucky in the sense that my parents never were like you have to do engineering or become a doctor they were like you can study whatever you want as long as your passion is there like you know really focus on that so i'm like i was really grateful for that 
but I still wasn't sure. So I looked into the US just because of the flexibility of things. Because um, I didn't have to stick with the major that I maybe initially chose. I could change that up. And other countries didn't allow that. So my choice was between either staying in India or going to the US, depending, I guess, on finances and wherever I get in, what, whatever makes sense. So when I was applying and when I my first year, I was a psychology major because I was really interested in psychology. Mm-hmm. Like I'm a very people person. So I was and that's a really great field and a really great subject to study for anyone, mm-hmm. regardless of what you're working in. But when I joined um, the U, my first semester, I took a couple of psychology classes. I was talking to a few people. And what I realized is to make a career in that field, you have to do a PhD. Got it. Like, hmm. like a master's is a minimum, but that won't get you anywhere. It has to be a PhD. And that is a big decision to make for an 18-year-old international student because I'm sure both of you know, but the work... You know, the work visas and the permits, like they have so many restrictions to it. So I was like, I kind of panicked uh, for the lack of a better word. I was like, oh my God, what am I going to do? So I applied to transfer internally to a business school. Okay. And I was like, okay, because in school I studied commerce, all the business subjects and psychology. So I was kind of doing the same thing. Um, And thankfully I got in and then I decided to study HR with a psychology minor because HR goes with psychology directly. Absolutely. But then that was, but then people were like, um, you should look into this major called management information systems. And this was both people who were international students and domestic students. And I was like, oh my God, like, <laughs> okay, I'll look into it. And I ended up double majoring in HR and MIS with a psychology minor. And it, it seems like such a melting pot but I'm glad I did that just because MIS gives me the technical skills, but it also gives me the ability to stay here and work for a longer period of time because um, it's a STEM major, but um, HR isn't. So, you know, like it wasn't my favorite thing, but I guess my decision was made by like my interests as well as kind of like the demands of the situation. But I was by being able to study so many things i'm keeping my options for the future open so if i want to work i can do that if i want to pursue a phd Mm. in psychology i can still do that so i'm just i just try to keep doors open for me absolutely i think that's such a smart thing to do and a couple of things that i um you know just glean from what you mentioned like the first thing is for people who are listening who who don't understand the stem opt these are you know anyone who's come to study in the u.s understands what the you know optional practical training you basically study and then you get one year of work if it's not a stem related course which is science math engineering or technology related but but if it's a, if it's a stem related course you get three years so that's what pallavi was talking about in terms of having that additional buffer time to a look for a job but then also apply for your actual work permit right so it's super technical but these are just things that are ingrained in students who come to the u.s to study right i mean it's kind of like the table stakes prerequisites that you need to understand mm-hmm. I think the second thing I wanted to mention was just how how much credit I want to give to your parents and, and just, you know, they see parents in general nowadays. They're just so open about uh, learning 
about the passions that their kids have, right? Really giving them the free reign on uh, what they want to pursue and what it is that that they would like to choose for a career. And even if you're still exploring, this whole concept of being an explorer early on in your life is just so beneficial because, like you said, your options are open. You've dabbled in multiple things, and and um, you know, I'm I'm absolutely sure that you'll figure out. Uh, you know connect all the dots eventually and and it'll be you'll be for the better of it right versus just doing engineering or or being a doctor yeah. which again Aarti and I have extensively spoken about as Desi kids in in our generation who've had that pressure on us for sure um a little earlier you mentioned about your elder brother it's so interesting I obviously didn't know about that but uh he you mentioned moved out at 16 to Mumbai I'm curious, what was it like for you moving to a new country, right? Moving from, say, Jaipur to Mumbai yeah. is one thing, but you move from Jaipur to the United States at 18, which is such an impressionable mm-hmm. age, such a pivotal point in your life. Uh, how do you think that shaped your personality? I think it changed me as a person. Like, if you ask anyone in my family, especially like I'm not the person I was four years ago, but for the better. So really grateful for that. Um, so when I'd grown up in Jaipur all my life, you know, so everyone was like, are you sure you want to do this? Like, are you sure you can handle it? And I'm like, of course I can handle it. For some reason, I had so much confidence, which I'm like proud of my like you know 18 year old self for having that confidence. I was like, I can do it. I need to break out. That's like incredible. that was just kind of it. <laughs> yeah (laughs) like I just like you know sometimes you feel so boxed in just by just being in one place I was really dependent on my parents I lived in a joint family and I was so most of my cousins on both my sides are my brother's age I only have three other cousins who are like my age and they lived in Spain or Mumbai all their life so in my like home in Jaipur I was the only child Mm. and so people like my family members would kind of like baby me because you know I was the only one left to baby sure um so so when I first came here my parents came with me you know they attended their orientation they were here for like a total of five days and then I was just by myself and it's scary but something that I did and I would recommend anyone whether they're an undergrad or grad student or coming here to work whatever to do is to find people maybe from your own country or from you know other countries who are in the same position as you so there are facebook groups there is instagram like right now you can connect with anybody really like you know how you messaged me and we connected like it's it's very easy to you know find people and so through a facebook group i found a bunch of people we had this huge whatsapp group and like it was crazy but i just knew people coming in and then i you know talked to my roommates to who i was assigned to a little bit before and so when i came here and i met especially those who are like international students like one of them i live with right now literally and she's like my best friend but we met on that first day and i think if you're able to find that community that transition is so much easier because you're not alone you're not feeling that loneliness, that homesickness, um, especially in state schools where most of the people are from that state. It's tough because people just go back to their homes on the weekends or on holidays and then you're just by yourself. But I didn't have that issue. So that was really good. And I think obviously homesickness hit me here and there. 
right now definitely is because um, my parents were supposed to be here for my graduation that didn't happen oh, I know. but but i think in the end it's about having that network whoever it is whoever your friends are and having that mutual relationship with them where you're able to give and take so yeah i completely agree i think uh, finding a support system is absolutely key uh in any new environment uh wherever you are like for me as well when i first got to the us i'm sure for sis as well when she first got there uh even for me now that i'm living abroad in a completely new country in a completely new continent uh i think finding your community is uh so important uh so yeah that's that's great advice around just uh how to find your bearings in a completely new place So when sis and I I think moved here I'm sure we had or at least I had in my experience quite <laughs> some culture shock in spite of the fact like as you rightly mentioned in India young people they love uh consuming so much of western pop culture we grew up consuming so much of like watching movies be it pop music and all of that but i think being here uh i still face some culture shock so uh i was wondering what are like three things that surprised you about the us campus life uh both pleasant and unpleasant if any um and uh, what are some things that you enjoy or like were pleasantly surprised with okay so i think something that um pleasantly surprised me was how welcoming everyone was um minnesota is known for being minnesota nice um but so one of my roommates we were like randomly assigned but she ended up being one of my best friends um and so when the first so the first semester is like your fall semester right and you have thanksgiving and christmas and all of that so i was going home for christmas so that wasn't a worry but for thanksgiving she took me to her parents house and we, then we went to her grandparents place we did we sl- did sledding we did atv rides things like so that sweet. so like yeah so like and one of her sisters were like Oh you're also our sister like she has four younger oh. sisters so they're like <laughs> yeah so it was just so sweet like seeing how welcoming people are um so I would definitely say that was one thing that really surprised me but in a good way um something that was a little difficult to kind of adjust to was the way classes are taught because in india like it's very you have to cram things it doesn't matter if you actually learn or not and i don't really agree with that style but here it's more like you have to learn you have to do group projects you can't use wikipedia <laughs> like that was a big one i would say but i think just kind of adjusting to that transition um was really important and thirdly i would just say like how people interacted in general with people they didn't know so i'm a really shy person like especially when i was growing up but coming here randomly people would say hi and talk to you even if it was small talk or if you're at an event like you know people would actually make an effort to get to know you and sometimes you're like wait why like you know why are we having this small talk so <laughs> i think in a way all these things were good but in that moment it was just a little shocking to me yeah um absolutely i i think especially during festivals you feel more homesick and uh, it's so important to uh just 
I think also embrace new festivals in some ways. So when you're in a completely new uh, context, uh, you have your old Indian festivals that you know you totally totally miss, and uh, then you have all these new festivals that you're exposed to in in the new context that you're in. And I'm so glad that you got to experience some of that or do some fun stuff during that. Um, with regard to like missing Indian festivals, like what are, how is the Desi community in Minnesota like or the University of Minnesota campus like? Mm-hmm. So it's very interesting because in the past four years it has changed a lot again for the better but when i came in um there were two organizations that were like these indian organizations and there still are but from what i'd heard they had so there was the indian student association and then there was bharat which is like this another one but the reason there were two was because isa was like very focused on indian americans and so international students kind of felt left out and so they created bharat mm. But by the time I came in, both of them were the same. It was very catered towards Indian Americans. And so the only distinction was Bharat did all the festivals and we, uh, like ISA was very uh, event-based because we were non-political and non-religious, so couldn't do like festivals. So that's how it was like divided. So that's the reason me and my roommate, (laughs) we were both motivated to be on that ISA board because we're both international students and we just saw they weren't catering to our audience. For example, that we have a fall show every year and there's a skit and that skit was very superficial the first Mm. year. It was playing to all the stereotypes. The accent was very like enhanced. Um, It was just all jokes and nothing meaningful. So we were like, okay, like if we can contribute to bring a different perspective, why not try? So I got onto the board and this was my platform that I do want to create a community that does serve international students. Um, And so over the past three years, we have been able to make it a space where everyone feels welcome regardless of whether they're Indian or not. Because obviously we have people from other descents within the South Asian diaspora. Mm Um, we have started collaborating more with organizations like the Pakistani Student Association, things like that. So I think just seeing that need and being like, okay, everyone needs to be welcome. And I think some when I the moment I knew that we had somewhat achieved this was at our last event that we had before quarantine. Someone told like one of my board members that, and like she was a student who's like my year so she started that and she just graduated she was like my freshman year I didn't like ISA but now I feel so welcome and that just came to show the change so I think overall the Indian community has changed and as I said I've been very involved I was on a a Bollywood fusion dance team for two years we competed nationally so Mm. that opened my eyes to something very different I was a manager for a, a Bollywood fusion acapella team so I just kind of immersed myself because as I said in the beginning like I got I became more aware of my Indian identity I actually wanted to advocate for it and so I think it has definitely changed and it's not just because of me obviously but I think as a whole in the past four years people have realized the importance of becoming more inclusive and all of that that is so cool yeah I think I just wanted yeah, to so mention well because you mentioned uh you managed the um uh, 
Bollywood Indian acapella team that Pen Masala is my absolute favorite acapella team (laughs) and I just wanted to give it a shout out they are just amazing Uh, sorry sis sorry to uh, cut you off (laughs) no 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 worries I was actually I was exactly thinking about Pen Masala (laughs) when you mentioned acapella for some reason they turn out to be the gold standard in acapellas especially the Desi community acapella right it's so cool Mm -hmm. They're, they're really good and um, yeah, I was just going to say it's so interesting, um, you know, for Indian students, particularly when they come to the US and they realize that the Indian subcontinent actually is just such a big community, right? I mean, when you're in India, you only think about India as the subcontinent. But there's, you know, like you said, Pakistan, Pakistani students, Bangladeshi students, Sri Lankan and, you know, just so much more. And that just feels like home because there is such a similar culturally similarity in the cultures and the food in uh, in how we celebrate festivals right all of that so I think that really mm-hmm. encompasses Desi the word Desi and and that's really what Aarti and I also discovered right because the misconception could be that Desi just means Indian but that's not really true you know it's really the Indian subcontinent mm-hmm. and all countries that comprise that and it's so cool to hear all the things that you guys did to make it more inclusive and make it more welcoming for every student who who comes to the university. And I think in that spirit, I'm curious, Pallavi, to hear about your journey um, on the, you know, podcasting. Mm-hmm. And why did you decide to start the Caffeinated Brown Girl mm-hmm. podcast? Love the name, by the way, because I yep. love coffee. <laughs> and, and, you know, just owning the fact proudly that, you know, we're also brown mm-hmm. girls. So I love the Caffeinated Brown Girl podcast name. So talk me through it. What compelled you to start it? Um, and, you know, why, why did you do For that? Sure. So last summer, actually around this time, I had started interning. And, you know, sometimes when the work gets really redundant, you need something to get the day going. So I discovered podcasts. And that's since then, I've been hooked. And I, I always... I, I have some sort of creative energy in me, but I could never find the right way to channel it. I would, you know, like I write, but I don't write as much as I used to in school just because college sometimes changes you with that. And so I couldn't find an outlet. And with my involvement with ISA, we did a lot of initiatives like Humans of ISA, um, or we did something like Indian Perspective, which was like a discussion series where we talked on such topics so i was like okay this is happening at a university level but what about when i leave college like how can i keep this conversation going so i kept thinking about it and the word podcast just kept coming back to me because i feel more comfortable talking on a podcast versus like vlogging or doing a video because i get conscious when you know when you have your face and all of that and i've found that with my guests and my friends who have had on the podcast it's the same thing you talk more freely Mm. um and it's more of a conversation right so i was thinking about it a lot and then one day in december of last year i was just like okay i need to stop thinking about or overthinking about it and just start something so i started something and it's taken a while obviously to figure it out but I think my main goal was to continue sharing those stories including my own and those of others with whatever audience that I'm able to reach because even if I'm able to help one person I think that matters so 
That's so, so inspiring. Yeah, thanks for sharing that. You know, something very similar. I'm, I also have been listening to podcasts for almost 10 years now. And this word, you know, podcast kept coming back. I'm like, wait, this is something I think would be fun to start with Aarti, you know, my sister, because we have these conversations all the time. So we were just like, wait, why not just record it? And we'll see who wants to listen to it, who doesn't. And after like almost a year of thinking, even we decided to launch ours in February, right? So it's, it's amazing that we found uh, we found you through this journey as well and, and we're able to share that. So yeah, thanks for sharing that. I think it's, uh, it's definitely a very creative and fun way to do it. I'm excited to see where this goes. Super inspiring and also like very brave of you to do that because I think the initial hesitation like for me was just that, my sister. In fact, when you were describing your journey, the first person that popped into my head was like my sister because she really pushed me outside of my comfort zone to start doing this podcast and I'm glad she did because um, we're getting to learn so much through beautiful conversations with interesting people like you. And um, and we're so glad that you also took took the leap of faith and started the podcast because I actually binge listened to a couple of episodes from Caffeinated Brown Girl right before <laughs> this as research and uh, I absolutely loved how candid you were in them and how you spoke about your life so freely and uh, shared so much on very pertinent topics right uh, you talk about a lot of uh, varied wide-ranging topics uh, from mental health which can be a very taboo topic in the Desi community to things like imposter syndrome which I absolutely felt on coming here even for like my masters so um, tell us uh, why do you think that uh, Desi community is so shy about talking about such topics and uh, what can we do to change this perception and uh, talk about it more I think the um, AC community is shy from it because we have that mentality whether it's in India or even for parents who immigrate here that we have to just achieve something professionally like that's the peak of happiness so there's expectations to get the best grades there's expectations to get the best job or you know like just figure out your life and everything will be fine so I think that's so ingrained um, that and sometimes I find it with uh, families who immigrate to the US sometimes it's even more just talking f- to my friends and you know their experiences with their parents so it's a difficult topic for um, parents to kind of think about but I think it's very important because it is affecting so many people and we may not even know about it like you because that conversation is so suppressed that children and people just keep suppressing it and then it builds up and you know that doesn't in a lot of cases end well and I've seen that happen so for me that's why it's a very important thing to bring up because someone has to start the conversation right so um, that's why like I've talked about like my experiences with imposter syndrome but I also had a friend on who talked about her experience with like her mental health and she she talked about so many things that before that day I had no idea about and that just goes to show how important these conversations are because unless someone asks no one's gonna tell about their mental health struggle because for me personally I would feel like a burden for telling anyone else right so it is we have to bring up that question and so I want to continue um, talking about these topics I do have a couple of guests that are talking about 
this topic and something like sexual assault which is also very serious and needs to be talked about in our communities and is are you know considered a taboo to talk about something in that region but shouldn't be so um yeah i think my aim is to make people feel that their voices are heard and you know if they want to speak up they can that's so, so true um and i completely agree with you about uh talking more about it being super important uh i also think uh part of the reason why say the older generations uh were not as open to talking about it was also because like there wasn't this dire need that we suddenly feel like today i feel like mental health depression anxiety are like the buzzwords they're all around us uh maybe technology is playing a huge role in it but also just uh how we all are all over the world no matter where you are are feeling it uh in such a heightened sense so thanks so much for bringing those topics uh bring throwing some light on those topics and especially in like the desi community scenario so you talked a little little bit about like your experience of moving to another country us in particular for your undergrad at 18 uh what advice would you have for someone who is wanting to pursue their undergraduate degree in the us and uh, what's the most common reason you think people fail or give up and don't go i think um, my advice would be to like keep a very open mind because sometimes i see students just have or like people coming and have a one track mind whether that is i don't want to have any indian friends like i just want to completely immerse myself in the american culture or if it's the opposite or if it's like i'm only going to focus on my studies or i'm not going to focus on my studies and all and have fun like especially in undergrad you see that a lot um and so my thing would be to have an open mind and you will go with assumptions it's kind of unavoidable i did too but ha- like you know especially in your first couple of years have different kinds of experiences i joined so many student groups it got really tiring but i was glad i did that because in my senior year i narrowed it down to the couple that mattered to me a lot and i could contribute my 100% to so that cuz as i said the us is so flexible whether it's with like your studies or what you're involved in that there are a lot of opportunities so keep that open mind and then eventually you will narrow it down as you figure out your interests so um i think that's very important cool and then uh, what about the second piece did you have any of your other friends apply to colleges with you who came with you or did not some of them decided to stay back in india uh why do you think could be some of those reasons so i didn't necessarily have anyone who applied and didn't come here but just thinking about what could be the reasons um what is something that again like us education is expensive i was lucky enough to get a scholarship that i pay in state tuition at minnesota which is very cheap compared to um a lot of other even state schools and so i think finances are probably the number one reason because it should be worth it in the end right and it's a tough thing to explain it um just in a few minutes but the getting a job in the us and staying here and repaying the money you have put into education is very difficult so that can be a reason that people either stay in india or they choose other countries that they think you know are more flexible with those needs 
something else i think could be homesickness um you know it you're so far away from home you can't just go take a car and get back home you have to take a <laughs> flight away expensive flight spend over a day <laughs> and go back right so these are obviously all assumptions i'm not sure but right now from what i've heard less and less people are wanting to come to the us and obviously coronavirus has a part to play in it but even before that i think people are just thinking about other places or staying in india and that's totally fine too so yeah that's awesome no, i completely agree thanks for sharing those thoughts and and i guess the whole idea you know really is uh, especially at least for you and i think it's partly true for arti and me as well as the idea of just being an explorer right i mean make uh, uh, like i guess just seeing the world exploring different types of education systems and and really meeting a diverse set of people as well and i think that's what studying anywhere allows you that even within india if you just leave your hometown and go to another city that that's what happens right um yeah. so that's really awesome and i'm just so inspired by people of your age who are you know just kind of getting into the world early 20s and uh, just graduated undergrad and this is such an exciting phase in your life you've just started a podcast your you have so many options of you know what what where your life could go um i'm wondering what are you curious about right now right what are your hopes for the future how where do you see yourself um mm-hmm. spending your energies and creative energies So something I'm curious about is how I'm going to feel about my full-time job that I'm starting in like 2 weeks because it's I don't think it has settled in that I'm starting a full-time job and it's not an internship because I'm starting in the summer right so it's like in my thought it's like okay it's an internship I'll go back to school in the fall but no that's not it. Oh, this is your this is going to be a first so, full-time corporate experience got it okay first yep. time ever working yep. awesome <laughs> yeah yeah cuz apart from internships i haven't done something and this doesn't have an end date to it Absolutely. right but i'm also really excited about it because the company is a culture that i really like it's not a corporate culture cuz there are like there are mix between a corporate and a startup like my uh, in, my career advisor was like it's like when a startup and a corporate company have a baby that's what this company is <laughs> sounds appealing so i think <laughs> Yeah, so I'm excited but also nervous and kind of curious to see how that goes. Um and just in terms of kind of like the bigger picture, I don't know where I'm going to be physically in the next few years and I think that's okay to not have that figured out cuz I don't know if I want to go back to India, stay here, go somewhere else. Like I want to figure it out as time passes by and i hope a lot of people realize that as well cuz sometimes we put too many expectations on us and be like i have to figure out everything in life but even if you do it's not going to go that way so such wise know. words pallavi i am so impressed i know i'm i'm so impressed the wisdom you have at 20 21 22 you know whatever early 20s age you are uh, it makes me just feel so you know hopeful about the youth right now and and you're absolutely right 100% right we make all these grand plans and look where it got us right we don't even know what's happening tomorrow that's true um so yeah. so that 
that's really really wise wise words there and uh, finally because you're on the life of a global desi podcast we were curious to hear what does the term global desi mean to you and how do you identify as a global desi why or why not a little background when i first you know saw your podcast and i listened to a couple of episodes it really resonated with me so i would definitely say i identify as a global desi because it was the first podcast that was like exactly similar to my experiences cuz it wasn't about people who were born mm-hmm. here rather you know you came from india and here so definitely agree with the term identify <laughs> with it so um, happy to hear that <laughs> yeah puts a smile on my face i'm like grinning i'm like oh my Absolutely. god our podcast is relevant <laughs> thanks so much yeah um but yeah but what it means to me like the term itself i think for people it shouldn't mean physically moving spaces it should mean having a global mindset right because not everyone has to leave their home country to do something in their lives that shouldn't be the norm um it's if it was the norm like you know that's a strange way of looking at it but i think it goes back to the fact that you should have an open mindset yes look watch the hollywood movies all the tv shows the music but maybe give you know your indian festivals and indian movies a try too so it took me coming here to realize that but i think with social media and everything like the world is becoming more connected we're having more conversations like this and just in our personal lives too so i think the term itself would just mean thinking globally rather than physically being somewhere globally beautifully said beautifully said and you keep blowing my mind with your wisdom thank you that is uh, that is lovely pallavi what a lovely note to uh, wrap this up on so um you know what else would you like our listeners to know about you is there anything else that um you know that that you would have wished we asked if not um, where can they find you on social media and connect with you yeah the only other thing i'd like to say is like i as i said i love podcasts like it's not an understatement so i'm actually working with a local nonprofit here that's for south asians and we're launching a podcast for them that's focused on mental health so i don't know the details yet cuz we're on cuz we're figuring out the names and everything and with everything going on in minneapolis it's a little slow right now um but that should be coming out soon too so if anyone like wants a south asian focused mental health podcast like that would be a great resource but don't have a lot of details right now no worries so. exciting no stuff no worries we'll definitely link your yeah that's definitely exciting and so pertinent right like like you said and and like we are noticing in today's world even in the things that have happened in the past one week it's just uh, disheartening but also great to know that people are opening up the conversation and talking about so many things like race and mental health and just all the issues that drive humans to do uh, you know strange things but also hopefully bring them back hope um so so yeah mm-hmm. we'll definitely uh, put your show notes uh, in our show notes we'll put the link to your podcast as well and uh, your you know instagram handle i keep seeing all the lovely things that you post so so that's <laughs> awesome thanks again padavi for literally saying yes on a random dm that i sent you saying hey do you want to do a podcast you're like yes what would you like to talk about and you know literally a week later we set this up so so happy mm-hmm. to have you i loved the experience so thank you for having me it was really nice chatting with both of you and i think that's the goal right to 
meet other creators and just kind of get those conversations going absolutely so that's great 100% <laughs> thank you and um, you know we'll definitely keep in touch and to our listeners uh, let us know if you have any questions for uh, pallavi you can reach out to her directly as well but um, you know like we said we're really hoping to hear your comments your um, and share any experiences that you've had coming to the US to study be it for undergrad be it for postgrad and did you did any of this resonate so please share all of that with us on lifeofaglobaldesi@gmail.com and listen to us on Apple Podcasts Stitcher or wherever else else you listen to your podcasts so stay curious and keep listening peace out hey desis If you enjoyed this episode, then please rate, review and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify or wherever else you're listening to podcasts. And drop us a note on lifeofaglobaldesi@gmail.com or our social media to keep up this awesome dialogue. Oh, and don't forget to give us a 5-star rating. You're so cheap. Why are you asking them for 5-star <laughs> ratings? Well, I always ask for the rating I want, not the one I have. You know, like dress for the job you want, not the one you have. That's like the stupidest thing I've heard all day. Arthi, you're so judgmental. What? You need to stop being Listen, judgmental. I just think you can't be so demanding. That's all. You ask for what you want. Bleh.